Welcome to the Tangent Talk. My name is Luna Ma, the host of the Tangent Talk, and today's episode is entitled, I don't know who needs to hear this, but Halle Berry's not crazy. But what is crazy is the energy level on today's episode. We have a phenomenal guest, Magic Milan, who drops by the Tangent Talk studio to weigh in on this controversial and polarizing topic. One of the things that comes up in our discussion, among many others, is the feminine archetypes. Halle Berry is known as the lover. Elizabeth Taylor is quoted saying, I've always admitted that I'm ruled by my passions. We talk about the feminine archetype of the lover all the way around to patriarchy. It's a dense, fun, light, tense, passionate conversation, and you won't want to miss it. Join us now. Magic Milan is in the building. Magic, are you out there? I am here. I'm finally, finally here with you amazing people, and I am so excited to start this conversation today. Uh, We are so excited to have you, and we're looking forward to all the different spaces we're going to move through with Magic Milan. So thank you, Magic. So what do you all think, and this is for any member of the cast, what do you think is in the space when we talk about Halle Berry and what some may call her lack of success in romance? So I think that she's a highly sexually evolved woman, and most men don't know what to do with that. And therefore, it, it becomes an intimidation thing. And I'm speaking from my own perspective, <laughs> my own life, right? So it's like they're afraid to really, 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 really love her because she's going to hurt them. And what is it to say that she, she's unlucky in love because she hasn't only been married once? Are we saying that about Angelina Jolie or, you know, anybody else? So there's just a, a context around that. Like, how do we know she's been unlucky in love just because her relationships have ended? Mm-hmm. So then I'm just wondering, what would we classify as being lucky in love? Well, according to standard society, being married once... And having it be amazing and magical and nobody cheats and we have a great family and we have wonderful kids and we have lots of money and we go on vacation and we go to church and nobody has any problems and we have the perfect little families and trauma doesn't exist and we magically know how to have intimate relationships without any problems. That's what good relationships look like. Okay. (laughs) They don't exist. That's what our society says is a good relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess by those standards, she, that it appears that she looks unlucky having been married three times and not being married now. But um, how many men have been married three times? Is anybody ever talking about the men that are unlucky in love because they've been married three times? Well, I'm sure there are many out there. I mean, I, I'm just going with the topic. You I know, got so. it. But I was like, <laughs> yeah. what? Did, did yeah. we hear that story? Are we having that conversation? I think most men who are married three times consider themselves to be unlucky. Because they say getting divorced is like having a limb amputated. Um, It's a traumatic experience getting divorced. So I don't think anyone of any gender really would consider divorce to be a lucky occurrence. So I would like to hear what Ildris thinks on this subject, really, because I think we could get some, some real meat on the bones of this conversation by hearing his perspective. I feel the label of her as being crazy or being unsuccessful, I think that comes from women far more than it does from men. So maybe the conversation about misogyny and patriarchy needs to 
be revisited in that context. And I think you bring up a good point, Helbra. You know, when you talk about women who are sometimes more judgmental when it comes to how we see other women, what comes to mind is the controversy around Lisa Ray, right? So for the audience and even for the panel members who aren't aware, Lisa Ray has a podcast called Cocktails with Queens, right? And she told her co-host, Vivica Fox and Selena Johnson, and actually Claudia Johnson, Jordan, excuse me, is also a co-host, that she, Lisa Ray, believes that uh, Halle Berry's lack of bedroom skills is the reason why she may be having problems securing and, and sustaining a healthy relationship. But I just thought, really, Lisa Ray, you're, you're a fellow <laughs> actress. I just thought it was in such poor taste. But I add that to just support what Helper is saying. And the question for you, Magic, as well as T-Off, as women of this panel, are we more critical of other women? And if so, why? Absolutely. As a culture, we are. In, in go back to the comment about patriarchy, you know, it's set up for us to be in competition with other women. We're pretty much created such that, well, one, you're going to hate women who actually don't adhere to the same restrictions you've, you've put yourself through, like staying married when you really didn't want to be. And if you see a woman who's sexually expressed or she's the temptress and she's the one that could steal your husband, then you have a judgment of her for that. Then you have a judgment for her for being loose because she's not virginal. And then you have the judgment of, I can't have her close enough to me as a friend because she might steal my husband. And then, you know, if you could make your marriage work, she should be able to make hers. So, she, so there's a whole world of, oh, and then there's a limited supply of really good men. So you have to fight for the ones that are on the market. So it's not necessarily that women do it intentionally. It's just what we're taught. And often much of it is taught by observing our environment, not specifically that anyone said, oh, you need to hate other women. But it, the conversations you've heard, the TV shows you watch, the things that happen with your mama, your sisters, your cousins, the kids at school, all of that is just a cultural we'll can call it the cultural pollution but of patriarchy. But I was raised with, though, wasn't so much to compete with other women. I, I mean, not saying that I haven't been competitive with other women. I think that's kind of a natural thing we do. I guess we can call it nature as well. But for me, the thing that I was raised with, because when I was growing up, I was the ugly one. Boys didn't like me. I was bullied by boys and threatened with violence by boys that I didn't even know, just walking down the street or just being at school, trying to mind my business. And I was bullied because everybody thought I was ugly. And so boys didn't like me. And it was always, well, basically, I'm a nobody because boys didn't like me. And a common insult I always got was, well, you don't have a man. So there's this value wow. that is attached to us as a woman that if a man doesn't like you, you have no value. Until you are selected or picked by a man, you have no value because if you're not picked, there's something inherently wrong with you. Because in this society, if a woman isn't picked, all women, some women get to choose, do the choosing, not all women, because some of us are more marginalized than others. And if you're a woman who belongs to a marginalized group, then no, you're not going to get picked. We were having a conversation pre-recording that I think Darquan brought in about Halle Berry being considered unlucky because she doesn't right. have a man. 
Right. And then she's been divorced three times or whatever. So there's some inherent cultural standard that if you aren't married, there's something wrong with you. You're pretty and you're successful and you got money and a man still don't want you. You must right. be crazy, which is what the topic of this conversation is. Absolutely. And thank you for getting us back to that magic because, you know, Helper, you bring up a good point that it seems like women have been more critical when it comes to Hallie. But I, I would push back a bit. I would say, honestly, when I'm in, and you guys know I wear my hair short, so sometimes I'll pop into a barbershop and, you know, get my hair done. And men, when it comes up in the barbershop, and we said this was going to be more of a barbershop, beauty shop type of uh, episode here. When I'm in the barbershops and Hallie comes up, inevitably, <laughs> a man will say, if not men, more than one, Oh, she's crazy. She's fine. You know, at 54 years old, Hallie still has it going on. And so they'll acknowledge her beauty that hasn't faded. And then they'll come back to, but she must be crazy. And so I wonder when you say, Helbra, that it's women that are critical, you can't tell me that you and Darquan and your spaces of being men and heterosexual men around your other heterosexual <laughs> friends, that this hasn't come up before. And one of your friends, if not, I don't know, your brother <laughs> has called Hallie crazy. Talk to me, Darquan Helper. Am I off base here? I think you are a little off base. Yeah. We never talk about Holly Berry, my group of friends. You know, unless we're watching the X-Men or something. Well, they're look, really, so let's just, let's just. We tend not to be as concerned about what's going on in other people's relationships as I think women are. So I don't pay much attention to this sort of thing as much as I think women are prone to do. We see a lot of affinity for reality TV and all of these sort of things. What the number one people who patronize this sort of world where we're looking in people's windows and watching their relationships. I don't, I don't remember any conversations about Holly other than maybe, you know, a while back, you know, that she was beautiful or, you know, but we don't really get into her relationships. So she's not really much of a factor in the conversations that my friends have. Or a factor well, at all. So, so let, me, let me hit the container here, though. Holly is just an archetype that we're okay. using to have a conversation. So... You may not have spoke about Kylie's perspective, but can you say that as a man that y'all ain't had like, that bitch is fine, I f the shit out of her, but she crazy as hell. I've had the conversation <laughs> with friends who say all women are crazy and we just have to decide if yeah. we're willing to deal right. with that. What level of crazy. crazy are you willing to put up with for the, yeah. and there's a context, if she's good in bed, she's extra crazy. I've heard that as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But so, a lot of men like to call women crazy as a form of gaslighting because, and I'm not talking about present company included, but a lot of men like to call women crazy as a form of gaslighting because they never take into account the mistreatment that men put women through that gets them to that point. I that's think true. That's a good point. And that's a great point. Yeah, yeah go and ahead. That's, that's part of the topic of unspeakable truth. We, you know? We've talked a, a lot about the impacts of patriarchy. Um, right. And I think there's something there. I think to myself, men generally don't teach women how to be women. It's usually women that teach women how to be women. You know, so while patriarchy is very much a real thing, I think there is some accountability or attribution to how women learn to be women that is not caused by what men teach them. Now, the world is around you, yes, but I think women have some so, part to so, play so, in but that. Pause. So patriarchy is not what men teach women. Patriarchy is a social construct 
that men and women live in and learn how to function inside of and our inherited behaviors and ways of surviving and getting ahead. I won't say thriving, surviving and getting ahead in the structure. It is Can not, I pose a question? when you speak patriarchy, you don't, it's not about something men are teaching women. I don't think the fact that I would be assuming in the three women that are in this conversation, a man that is successful in his career is going to be more attractive than a man that isn't. I don't think that's patriarchy. Yes, it is. It absolutely is, because patriarchy has taught men that, that your power is in your possessions. Mm. And women have, to have learned that in order, because we can't have our own power in patriarchy. We, see, the thing with patriarchy is you're one down always. Women are one down from men. Anybody that's in a marginalized population is one plus, plus, plus down to the white man. Mm-hmm. That's exactly so, right. Okay, so, so, so if you want power in that group, mm-hmm. you want power in that structure, you are going to naturally be attracted to the one that has the power. Yep. We're that's way just down the survival mechanism. The men who want the sexy, hot, whatever, the, what societally is the Halle Berry. The, the, well, not even though, because most no. men actually yeah. marry the wife material. But she is a wife. She has she, been a I wife it, and she is look, a mother. She, but look, she doesn't do it successfully. Says who? Society. Why are we having the conversation about her? It just goes on and on. But, but my point was that men often choose the less sexually expressed woman because she's safe. That is true. Men, a lot of men do choose the less sexy or less attractive woman because they feel that she is a safer bet. I actually read a study about this that determined that men marry less attractive women. And when the men were actually questioned why is because they feel like the more attractive woman is too much trouble. They feel like she's more likely to cheat. Whereas the less attractive woman, they don't have to worry about her going anywhere. And they said in the survey, yeah, I'll have sex with the, the sexy woman, but I'm not going to marry her. Dark one. Yeah, helper. And they also, get to, they also get to justify cheating on their wife down the road because um, in all that in bed. So talk to us, Dark one, helper. You all date women. I think one of you are more settled than the other who has said, if I can go back to my notes, that he will be. Yeah, here it is again. A black George Clooney. You know who you are. So talk to <laughs> us, Ildris Helper and Dark one. What do you say to what Magic Milan and Tioff has shared? Would you rather settle with the woman who is average versus a Halle Berry who magic suggests is considered the more exotic, sexually expressed woman. Talk to us. I've done my very best to work to marry the most attractive woman I could find. So no, I don't think that way because I'm expressed and I know I want to be with a beautiful woman. So I definitely would not pick the less attractive woman if all other points of merit were equal. But I I still think there's this conversation has been kind of pointed from one particular angle with the whole patriarchy around all of this. And I I still think that, and something else that Ildris mentioned about the nature of the dynamic that's been established, you know? So I think there is something natural to what has become patriarchy. It wasn't that men, back when we were all hunters and gatherers, thought to ourselves, we're going to find a way to dominate women forever. That is not the natural flow of things. I think when you look at what has happened Certain natural attributes about men led to parts of the situation. Men are physically dominant, are physically stronger than women. 
and because of that, we were set to do different things than women were set to do. You know, and women are naturally caregivers to children. So women naturally did that as well. There's nature to some of what established patriarchy. Women did not go out and fight other tribes and, and all of this the way men did. Men did things that led to control of their societies in most societies. So we're looking at it as it's evolved into 2020, but not acknowledging that many aspects of what led to patriarchy was just the nature of each gender. You know, so it is uh, that that's not that's not accurate. Genderfication actually is a construct that was created and how we I, behave I, in our genders was created. I'm saying like that racism yeah, was created. The difference between man and woman is not similar. You can't parallel that to racism. That's you know? true. And it has nothing to do with who has more power in the society because they're equally powered. They can't either can survive with one without the society, other. Though. We're talking about what led to this dynamic in society. I could teach a class on what led to it, but I won't today. Well, you're free to speak. You know, like we're not acknowledging that there is some nature to what happened to us. We're making it seem as if this was some plot that men put together to dominate women. No, no, that's what you're listening. Never, ever did I say, nobody has said it's some plot. I literally started this conversation saying men just got born with penises into a structure called patriarchy. But before there was patriarchy, there were, you know, before there was patriarchy, there were men and women who there was had matriarchy. to figure out how to survive. There was matriarchy and we worked as a unit. And not only was there matriarchy, so-called third gender or transgender people were also recognized and actually revered. And it wasn't until these other cultures that like Western Christianity was introduced to a lot of these cultures that the type of patriarchy that we're talking about is uh, introduced. It's called colonialism, and it came from Northern Europe. So before we go there, because this is deep, <laughs> so listeners, y'all are getting an education today. Please believe it. I'm just going to go back to something a, a little bit more basic. Forgive me. <laughs> I want to go back. Darquan answered the question that I asked based on what Magic shared earlier about the women who are desired versus the women that you settle with. But he said he wants yeah. the most beautiful woman. The yes, beautiful, I, but I'm talking about the sexually expressed woman. And some of your it, sexually expressed women are, mm -hmm. are not necessarily the most beautiful, but there's an energy about them. Oh, I so, would agree. So that's I where, I, where I noticed his, he delineated from the, the archetype. The archetype of Halle Berry is not just beautiful. It's this, this sexually wild I don't see. Well, why why do you say that though? I don't. I don't. I don't see well, that any outward proof. I don't see that either. I'm talking over Dark One and Helber. Excuse me for that, gentlemen. I don't see that either. I would disagree politely. But let me go to Helber and have Helber answer the question because again, Magic has brought up something interesting. Is there a delineation mm -hmm. between the beautiful and the sexually expressed? I agree with that part for sure. But um, let's answer the question that Magic brought up. Ildris, do you desire more and would you choose to settle if you ever settle? Because of course, fans of the show know that Helber says that he's the Black George Clooney. Um, what are you desiring, the beautiful woman or the sexually expressed woman? Answer that for us. And then we're going to come back to Dark Juan so that he can clarify the point he made earlier. Helbert? Yeah, just as the other man in this conversation, I'm, I'm going to take it back to what Tioff said, which was reporting that men would rather marry a less attractive woman. As a man and having many male peers, I would highly disagree with that. 
I would say that most men would desire to be married to the most attractive woman they can have access to. I'm just okay. Saying, so with that, Helbra, um, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're mm-hmm. saying you desire, if mm-hmm. you decide to partner or marry one day, the person mm-hmm. who will be become Mrs. Helbra will be the person who you find beautiful. And then as far as sexual expression, I presume some of that is in there as well. Yay or nay? I I don't think there's any different. I would say I would want a relationship to where I'm fulfilled. Yeah. Received. So Dark One, yeah. please clarify the comment you made because Magic, you know, is calling out the fact that maybe there wasn't a differentiation in what you shared. Or maybe rather, I think what Magic is calling out is that there was a distinction. You talked about beautiful. What about sexual expression? I kind of pulled them all together. So I definitely wouldn't want to be with someone who's repressed, <laughs> you know, so, but, but, but I think oftentimes you find that, and when I say beautiful, I, I guess I kind of combine that with sexy too. I want to be attracted to her. You know, you can't just have a pretty face, you know what I mean? So I think about the rest of her body and, and all of that together when I say beautiful. So I th- I, Is anybody going to talk about mind, Darquan and Hilbert? Or any of y'all going to talk about intelligence? Yeah, well, go ahead. I mean, there's a difference between men and women. That's just what we have to accept. <laughs> well, yeah. Wait, well, again, wait. again, we're, we're speaking within the context that we were talking about. So if we're talking about sexual expression and right. beauty, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about intellect. I mean, that's They're a given. They're staying on the subject. That's a given. Right. So, Luna Ma, um, yeah. And, They're and, staying and on and subject. Remember my other point. I said, okay. if, if all other merits were equal. All other points of merit were equal. So yeah, that's intelligence. That's all the other things that you value in a woman. But if we're talking about the physicality, beauty for me involves being sexy. And I think that oftentimes beautiful women play off of their sexuality in order to attract the opposite sex or whatever they're attracted to. So you generally don't find beautiful women who don't work off of their attraction to pull other people in. So I think that we absolutely do not try to find someone that is safe when we are trying to get married. We, we try to find someone who we believe will be so compelling that we won't look elsewhere for any of the things that we need. Would you have married Halle Berry? Yeah, I think Halle's a beautiful woman. And, and from just a physical analysis, sure. But again, there goes the mind. Do we get along, you know, conversation, all the rest of that stuff. But yeah, she's, she's attractive enough to marry. Right. Just if we're talking about based on sexual uh, attraction, yeah. If we're talking about from personality and what I've seen as far as her love life, I'm not sure. I would have to get to know her personally. But the point is that I think Dark One and I are trying to make you understand, Luna Ma, is that there's a difference between what makes a woman sexy to heterosexual men and what makes a man sexy to heterosexual women. There are vast differences in that. And I mean, that's just something that can't be ignored. That's just nature. Received. Do you agree with that, Magic Milan and Tioff? Helber talks about their differences in attraction. So I don't know who would be the equivalent to a Halle Berry in this discussion. I think Magic brought up earlier. Um, It wasn't George Clooney, but it was. um, You know, I was bringing up, you know, would we be having the same discussion about a man who's been divorced three times? Would we be calling him crazy? Would we be judging his sex life, whether he's good in bed or not? Would we be talking about how crazy he is? You know, most of the time we, we look at what is his bank statement? Did he pay his child support? Did he cheat? Did he, you know, there's just a whole other criteria for men who aren't able to stay married. And 90% yes. of the time is because the woman's crazy. Now, I don't know. I, I can't recall off the top of my head how long he and Nicole uh, Murphy 
were together, but you know, he has five children with her, but he has nine children total. He had another baby with uh, Mel B of the Spice Girls, who he wouldn't even acknowledge, who he wasn't helping take care of. And now he has another baby with the woman. I guess, I don't know if they're married or planning to get married. You who don't talk about? talk about that. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I mean, that's, no, that's like no big deal because in patriarchy, you're supposed to have as many children as you can afford by and, a harem of women and they don't get to choose whether they want to be with you because the parents sold them off to you for their own social status. The whole controversy that broke out with Nicole Murphy when she was caught kissing, what's his name? Was it? Oh, Fuqua, right? Yeah, Antoine, Antoine Fuqua. Fuqua, who got married to um, Layla Rashawn. When those pictures leaked, she was the one who was attacked and blamed and nobody said a word about his involvement with the encounter. And once again, Lisa Ray was on the horn attacking Nicole Murphy about how she's a homewrecker and how she tried to sleep with her husband. And but not anyone ever had anything to say about his involvement in it. So I agree with the magic on that one. See, the thing is, there's an equalizer in patriarchy and it's called money. Ooh, that's a good well, point. Here's, here's, here's a, here's a <laughs> thing. That, Money, that, status, stature. Mm-hmm. Look, mm-hmm. I mean, you can be ugly white with no game and you get a hot chick because you so got here's status. The thing, right? Go um, ahead, Dark One. This patriarchy conversation. So, okay, we're in patriarchy now. Here's my question. And women have their perception of the issues with it, right? So what are women going to do about it? What are women going to do about it? Why is it left up to us? About about the the impacts of patriarchy, because if we're attributing all of this to patriarchy and we're aware of it, you know, we understand it. What are women going to do about it? What specifically are you talking about that women need to do something about? We're saying that patriarchy is the cause of all this and is the real evil behind all of this, right? You know, it's the real problem here. So I'm saying, what is the solution to the problem? And you can't be counting on men to solve the problem, right? Because we're the cause of the problem. So I think we can count on you all. Men are not the cause of the problem. Men are not the cause of the problem. You're just a player in the system. How did the system come about? The system was created by people that are in power and you aren't one of them. Okay. But was it women? No. Okay. So it was men. It was a structure of control. I'm I'm saying to, to not split hairs, right? Got it. It was men who created the system that said women are subjugated to men. So women are always one down to power. And we are cultured to not speak to power or we could die because our life depends on you. Now, and it's only been like less than one, my grandma's generation that that was the case. So there's a lot of unseen, unknown, cultural ways of being to survive that you just got. It was ascended upon you because of where you were born. So a lot of us don't even know it exists to do anything about it. You as a Black person, you have to stand in your power. And White people have to be educated in understanding what they've been doing with the privilege they had that they didn't know that they were doing. And inside patriarchy, men have an obligation to see what they have been doing to women inside of a system that they didn't really have an idea of what they were doing in order for it to get unwound. 
white people and black people have to unwind racism. Men and women have to unwind patriarchy and you cannot put it on one or the other, one more responsible than the other for it to happen. And when you ask when women are gonna stop and make patriarchy end, that is no different than asking black people when they're gonna stop racism. I ask black people that all the, all the time. I got you it. You know what I mean? And what do they say I, to you? I, I consider How us do they to respond be, to it? I consider us to be responsible for our liberation. We, that's the only people we can count on. Hey, then why would you ask a woman when she's going to stop patriarchy? Because women are the only people women can count on. No, when are you going to stop that's patriarchy as a man? When do you become feminist and really look at what have you done to women inside of a system that gives you power? Just because you were born a man. Just like, what do I have you, to look at? What do I do in a system that gives me power because I'm white? I think if you, you don't need to know me to have this conversation, but I'm very egalitarian. I'm just arguing this point to get what I believe to be a more constructive, action-oriented conversation going. Because we can blame all day. But, but we, I, we what I want to hear is- We were not we blaming. We were just saying, look, look at the difference. Look at the disparity between- how Halle Berry was being judged based on her sexual relational history versus a man who has done way more than what she has gone through. No one's telling him he's unlucky in love. No one's calling him crazy. That's all exactly. we were making a delineation around. Now you have a listening over there that when patriarchy comes up, that you are being personally blamed because you have a I'm not being personally and that, But that's how, that's how you listen. That's how you listen. When you hear patriarchy, you listen, men are at fault. And yeah, that is not. Personal. I'm not being personally blamed. But that's, I, I but that's how you that. listen because your response right. determined that. Your response when you say, what are women doing about it, is essentially saying, I'm not responsible. No, I'm saying that women are responsible for their we, own behavior. No, we're not. Neither are you. Patriarchy doesn't have anything to do with women's behavior. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. It is all inside of the, you're in a fishbowl swimming in water and you don't know you're in the freaking water. So speaking of being in the water, <laughs> I'm just being responsible around time. This is I know, good. you said you were gonna get three. You should have had a buzzer and said pause. And so we could have got three or four yeah, out of this one. Listen, we've got to, listen, but this is all rich discussion because I don't know about Darquan, but I put myself in his shoes and really thought about how many times have I asked the person outside, right, the, the external, what they were going to do to resolve an issue and not necessarily look at myself. And I'm not saying that that's where you were going, Darquan, but for me, I was really thankful for the way you asked the question and the debate between you and Magic because it allowed me to see for myself that sometimes my look for resolution is outside of myself, right? I'm looking to see what are you going to do, say, boss, about this unruly coworker who's driving me batty. <laughs> and it's not taking, being willing to take on some responsibility. So I think what I heard in this really great discourse with you and, and Magic was it's a shared responsibility, right? And so just to ground the conversation so that we can wrap and do our round robin here, you know, I was asking earlier, I was asking the ladies, I said, who do we know celebrity who has been the, you know, consummate bachelor 
And I really couldn't think of anyone. Well, the person that comes to mind after doing a quick Google search is Leonardo DiCaprio, right? At 46 years old, handsome man. He is single and has never been married. Fact check me on the single part. I couldn't find who he's dating, but at least I know for sure he's never been married. And so I think, Darquan, when we ask the question, what can we do? We can do what we're doing right now having creative dialogue, really getting present to some of our, remember we talked about stereotypes and some of our prejudices about people without really looking at, would it have been the same if, as Magic mentioned, Hallie was DiCaprio, right? Would we have been having a discussion about it? Well, and my we reason, oh, I, I was just gonna say, my reason for bringing this to the studio, I was tired of defending Hallie. I would be in work settings. I would be in, you know, social settings. And someone would inevitably say, Hallie's crazy. And to Helper's point, sometimes it would be women, but also it was men. And I just got tired of defending that. And so I said, let's bring this topic to the studio. Let me get a powerhouse on the call, hence Magic Milan, to help us impact this. And I think we've had a great discussion because here's the thing, Hallie isn't crazy. She is, as Magic mentioned, we're using the conversation around Hallie as an archetype, but the point is, how many times do we make judgment about women that we don't necessarily about men? And we've talked ad nauseum about patriarchy, but I think the real heart and soul of this discussion is what Magic and Dark One were touching on is, how do we resolve this? So in the 30 second wrap up that each of you all will have, let's talk about the solutions, or as you put it, Dark One, the call to action. So we are going to start first and foremost with our guest of the hour, Magic Milan. What would you like to share about the solution and anything else in your wrap up? It begins now. Magic? So, so what I just wanted to acknowledge is that even inside of you saying that a bachelor, like she's not that if, if she were single at 40, that would we would be having another conversation. But the conversation we're having is about her being divorced three times. But if you want to look at societally, 60% of first marriages don't make it. 70% of second marriages don't make it, which means you're either divorced twice, married a third time, or you just didn't, you know, or you got married a third time. And then the probability of that marriage lasting Either you just put up with it because you don't want to get divorced again or, you know, so really when you look at why are we judging a celebrity just because her life is visible when we look at the way society is statistically, where are we holding that as she should be something other than a human in this society living a statistical life? Well said. Well, Magic, we thank you for your comments. We've, <laughs> we definitely have to have you back on the show. And um, if you will, would please, why don't we make a plug for your forthcoming podcast and we're going to move the tea off next. Right. Your so, so my forthcoming podcast, which I'm going to probably roll off of here and go do if somebody wants to join me is called the unspeakable truths. And so the essence of that is just really having a space for people to have some of these conversations or conversations for things you know you did against women or women know you did, you did against men. Like I had to get present in the Me Too movement that I have literally used men and I thought they just they just wanted sex and they did, I had no consideration for them. I didn't, didn't think twice about grabbing a man inappropriately. Mm. So there's a whole world over here of women don't really have it how it is for men. 
And there's a world that men don't have it, how it is for women. And that it goes back to the conversation we were just having with Dark Juan. Like we're both responsible for getting how it is for the other and then choosing different. You heard it here. Magic Milan plugging her podcast, The Unspeakable Truth. It's going to be hot. If you joined this podcast today and enjoyed the episode, please support Magic Milan. Thank you, Magic. Tee off. Talk to us. What's the solution? How do we, if at all possible, it may seem like a daunting task. How do we break down <laughs> the construct of patriarchy? How do we uh, remove the, the cinder blocks? Talk to us. Well, the best way to break it down is to acknowledge that it exists. As long as people don't acknowledge that it's an exist and it's an actual issue that impacts not just women, but everyone. It impacts women, it impacts men, and it impacts people in the LGBTQ community. It's an acknowledgement. How does the saying go? When you know better, you do better, right? Right. But as long as we deny that it's an actual issue that's impacting people's lives, then we can't change it. And it starts there. And I feel like we just need to get away from this narrative that a person's worth is based on who they're partnered with. Well said. Well said. We're going to leave it with Dark Juan last. Let me come next to Helbra. But talk to us. What did you hear in this conversation? And if you want to address the question that Dark Juan and Magic partnered on, which is how do we resolve this? This being patriarchy. I'm left with being more conscious about how we as men and women exist in this society and the things that I, as a man, need to be more conscious of. I still stand on my point that there are certain things in the dynamics between men and, and women that are natural and um, that can be taken for however whoever's listening wants to take it. Specifically, as far as Holly Berry, just using her as an archetype, I definitely agree that people, specifically women, should not be judged on what goes on in their love life. Yeah, that's it. So, Dark Juan, take us home. This has been a rich discussion. We've got, man, we moved through some serious spaces, but that's what I love about this panel and our guests. We're courageous enough to do it. So talk to us, Dark Juan. You are wrapping us up now. I think, you know, this has been a great conversation. And I think that what Ildris just mentioned is, is one of the points that I think is integral and critical to the real discussion on the topic, which is really exploring and looking at what parts of what has turned into a patriarchal society are actually natural. I think there are some natural aspects to it. And, and all the rest that we discussed have impacted it throughout its life cycle to where we are. You know, colonialism, all of the rest of that has been an impact to creating a patriarchal world. But I think we want to look at what's natural, because I think when we see what is natural within what we have evolved or even maybe devolved into, we can really pick those things apart and set them to the side and then look at the other things that are more unnatural, quote unquote. And then I also think, you know, where we kind of said the same thing from different angles, Magic and I, which is that when we were doing the racism comparison, you know, I consider myself to be responsible for my liberation. You know, I consider myself to be responsible for myself. And so I think if I want help from other people, I have to lead the way, you know, and I think that I completely agree that the responsibility for changing patriarchy into something more healthy, it falls on all of us really to impact that. But I think we have to be responsible for ourselves first and then seek to find associates or supporters who are in the other group that will help us accomplish the goals. 
So yeah, that's my overall perception on it. And, and I think society is going to look at people in, in marriages that get divorced, whatever gender you are, as there being something unsuccessful in what, what occurred there. If you get divorced a bunch of times, no matter what gender you are, people are going to look at you like there's probably something up with you. You know, I'll be honest with you all. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm listening to everyone and I can definitely agree with many of the points. I believe it's more of a shared approach where we both take responsibility. But what I would say, Magic, is holding space like the conversations we've had today so that we can just discuss what needs to be discussed versus me being in my world, having it one way and not being willing to hear an opposing or different view. So I think for me, conversation is key. Instead of just making assumptions about my you know, male friends or, or family members or my female friends or family members, really just getting in your world. I learned a lot today that I didn't know before about this panel. So my solution is conversation. My solution is conversation. So with that, we are going to call it a wrap. Thank you so much for supporting The Tangent Talk. Visit us at thetangenttalk.com. We appreciate your listenership and we wish you a great day wherever you are. Thanks everyone. Bye.